Hello, I'm Howard and welcome to the 9320 Review Podcast, the show that managed to get in touch with William Shakespeare during his seance yesterday, and he had only one thing to urgently say to us. Tell Peter Drury to tone it down a bit, will you? Uh, we're looking back at a battling and nervy 1-0 win at Bournemouth to keep City in second place in a game of two halves, maybe, and trying to dissect what it all means and whether we can rule United out of the title race now. And previewing, of course, another game quickly appears on the horizon, the FA Cup against Luton. Uh, to do so, I've got two wise old heads to talk me through the match and make sense of it all. It's Ali and Stefan. Uh, good afternoon, Ali. How are you? I'm very well, thanks. Yeah, I'm... I'm, uh, I'm... Uh, just about managing to enjoy the uh, the what, what do they call it the, the approaching climax for the season, uh, mm. and 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 buckling in and and settling down. Kind of what I really need is is like one of those like mini fridges that I can just stock up with beer and I sit myself down on the sofa and not move until the end of May. But sadly, <laughs> life does occasionally intrude. No, yeah, that sounds a bit too good to be true. That <laughs> I mean, well, they're spreading the FA Cup out, so you've got we've got football every day now haven't we as per usual so it could easily be done <laughs> easily uh every day of the week so that's uh, peter drawy irritating you yet or I, I you know what he didn't even register yesterday until you guys started talking about it on whatsapp <laughs> it's not, i have a kind of i have a uh a, a commentator deafness i think i just assume that all of them are going to be talking nonsense all the time and it takes a lot to to like to to trigger uh, an emotional response now i i just i managed to zone yeah. it out well that's it the best ones you don't actually notice that much so that's that's actually it's, the thing is they've only got a bad when they've only gone wrong yeah. when when you notice them yeah yeah it sounds patronizing but it's not it's it is yeah. a skill so uh stefan good afternoon how are you good good we're very short-sighted on peter Jory, you know it was <laughs> so that? inevitable that once once he had the chair and the, the opportunity, and then you combine it with a Liverpool, sort of a, ro- a romanticised Liverpool situation, it was always going to end in in pain. In <laughs> pain, yeah, for everyone else. Yeah, yeah. 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 You know, it's and fine. I- it's fine when it's, I don't know, just normal, or you, you get a clip of it somewhere on social media. But when you've got it every week in, uh, unfortunately, as Ali put it, a climax uh, to the season um, with the Klopp sort of store narrative, I mean, it's going to be painful. You, you are not going to want Peter Drury for the rest of the season. <laughs> every shot feels like a climax with him, does it not? So, yeah. yeah. I feel guilty to honestly. He came on, uh, interviewed him for uh, the last charity podcast we did, I think. And yeah, he's obviously a lovely guy and fascinating uh, listening to him. But yeah, just cut down the pros as the game kicks off, please. Uh, He's a good commentator, but you know, Liverpool, unfortunately, Liverpool um, narratives do strange things to people. Yeah, it's not just been the Liverpool matches had criticism for, is it? So. And he did say he doesn't pre-write stuff like this, so, but he must pre-write the stuff he says on kickoff. He absolutely must. So. And he does manage to sound like he's still alive and almost enjoying the game, unlike Martin Tyler, who, like, well, yes. to be honest, was and uh, many the last several years of his career. Yeah, yeah, I know. yeah. yeah. many a co-commentator. You feel they've been put out to be paid a huge amount of money just to sit there and watch a football game, so... Unbelievable. Right, let's talk City anyway. We've got a lot to get through. So, Alec? 
Good start with you. How did you feel going into this match? Did it screen potential banana skin? I said on Friday show this one was going to be a tough one, which is why I would not be so critical of the review that comes if it turned out to be that way anyway. <laughs> uh, but how did you feel? Did it feel... Do you feel really confident or... Uh, well, I, yeah. I remember I remember about, uh, what would it be, 10 days ago now, as we were going into uh, three matches against Chelsea, Brentford and Bournemouth. Um, I actually felt most comfortable about the Bournemouth one. Uh, I had niggling concerns about the first two. Um, not least just, I'd, I'd looked at the weather forecast and just like everything about <laughs> yeah. it felt, you know, it, it just all, all felt a bit grim and, and like a bit of a chore that had to be got through. And the fact that they were at home and I, I won't use the, the, the phrase that we all hate, but it was very important that we won those games uh, or at least got something out of them. Uh, and I was, I, I kind of thought, uh, 10 days ago, that if we could win the Chelsea game and then the Brentford game, then the Bournemouth one was almost a, uh, a gimme. Uh, obviously, then the Chelsea game uh, didn't go quite as, as we would have hoped, and that ramped up the pressure. Uh, I still feel, felt just about okay until I heard you guys talking about it on, I think, the Friday show when you were previewing it, uh, and Lloyd in particular, who uh, obviously... To be honest, knows an awful lot more about football than I do. Uh, he put forward a very convincing uh, and persuasive case as to why the Bournemouth game was going to be really difficult, at which point my heart began to sink a bit more. <laughs> I thought yeah. I'd be taking that a bit for well, granted. Oh, God, we actually, it is going to be tough, isn't it? And obviously, I was, I was aware of uh, Solanke and, and the, the attacking threats and the goals that they've got in that team. Um, but I... I perhaps was being a bit more blasé than I should have been. And with hindsight, I, I think I was wrong to be to be that blasé, yeah, even though we, we mm. did nick it in the end. More on that later. Highest goals from regains in the final third. You'll never sing that. <laughs> <laughs> but well, Bournemouth can, because they're top of that. That's, that was the one stat that got me worried. Uh, yeah. yeah the, the good presses. But then at least they're not sitting there playing dead in their box as it turned as it would turn out. Yeah, I, I'm the one who looks at weather and thinks, "Oh my god, if it's really heavy rain, that's a great leveler." Yeah, so, <laughs> I mean, it, it was actually. I always uh, want City to play in a nice, calm, calm totally. conditions. No it, wind, no rain. Yep. Yeah, first chance I've had to mention this in all the analysis of the Chelsea game and, the, and even the Brentford game as well. Uh, nobody talked about that, and I think it's a huge factor for us. I think Kevin, in particular, his radar goes a bit wonky. It's like it's like when bats get in the rain and and their their uh, echo sonar goes <laughs> goes wonky. <laughs> Kevin's a bit like that. He he, he just it, it it it's never quite there when the when the weather's really horrible. And a huge proportion of our bad results over the last few years have been when the weather has been really terrible. Uh, that's pet theory, and, and it's uh, it's kind of the, the kind of analysis that your mum might come yeah. out with. Uh, <laughs> but I'm but I'm sticking to it. Uh, Stefan, I, well, I know you mentioned uh, today actually Bournemouth. I think it was today Bournemouth were in pretty poor form, but not actually losing many. And you know, I've seen quite a lot of them. Almost won at Newcastle and doing all right. So. Mm. Yeah. Slightly misleading, you know. I mean, if you look at their season, uh, they, they won six out of seven um, after we beat them 6-1. Aside from that, they've won one game. Aside from that United, little patch. <laughs> no. Uh, right. no, that was in the patch. That was in the patch. And since the patch, yeah. they, after the City game, have lost four, drawn three. So they're in really bad form. Um, so despite the uh, fabulous stat that you came out with, 
they they actually on paper yeah. shouldn't have been shouldn't have been a particularly tricky uh situation for us. Half five um, under the lights, you see. So Yeah, look I think every single away game is tough. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, and I include Burnley and Sheffield United, even though actually yeah. when you break down the stats, um I think Burnley in particular Burnley Arsenal is one of those games where everybody thinks, "Oh, that feels like it'll be a tricky one," and yet Arsenal win every single time um, over the years. So, but I do think in the Premier League, almost every away game can turn into a banana skin uh, for every team. So, um, you know, that's just what we've got to deal with. So, what did you think of the team then? Uh, eclectic, perhaps, uh, but a sign of the times at this part of the season I guess two games a week is a need to use the full squad it wasn't as wild as um, as, a, no. as the as the FPL preview might have had you thinking <laughs> um, well, and, you talk and, to that it spends all day reading the Twitter account well they have been very accurate in fairness um, mm. so you know and they actually got this one wrong because they said Alvarez was starting his 26 yeah. out of 26 um I could understand his team from a tight pitch, uh, pressing, um, let's get our, as many of our best footballers on the pitch at the same time, uh, especially in the middle, in the middle of the pitch. So I could understand it from that perspective. And I think it, you know, to a large extent in the first half, it works. Um, but I do think there's big question marks over one or two of those players. Uh, well, maybe one uh, on on yeah, Saturday that, for me, but um, could that possibly be. Yeah, well, we will I, 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 I don't know. We'll find out. I'm not sure. <laughs> I, I assume everybody thought the same, but I'm not so. I, I don't know. Um, uh, so the team was fine. I mean, we haven't look. This is slightly going off off topic. Uh, not off topic. Off off agenda. I mean, Pepper's just sort of complained how tired everybody is. Um, mm. and it feels quite early and quite an odd time to be complaining about how tired everybody is. I don't, I don't have a problem with with him complaining about the tiredness, but it's quite hard to cope with when he undercooks the size of the squad in the way that most people think he did. And then you know we get into a position where we've been every year with him as manager, where we are in the race for three or four trophies. Mm. So just get a couple of extra players in the squad if you really do fear it. Um, because we've, we've got barely got any injuries at all. And, and therefore, how can, how can we possibly have uh, a significant issue with fatigue? Uh, just, I don't know, it just it seems quite hard to sort of comprehend. Um, anyway, small moan there. But. Yeah. Well, I mean discussed this many times it's his policy for avoiding unhappy players but I guess part of the issue is he doesn't trust a couple of the players he's got at the moment so that just makes the squad for, uh, smaller does it not even someone like Rico Lewis who we've you know, not seen a lot of having mm. broken through so uh, if you, Nunes at times I don't think he's trusted Kovacic but of course he's been up and out injuries and this and that uh, yeah, that just makes the squad smaller. Uh, anyway, on to that first half, Ali. And I was, let's deal with it, in halves. Uh, could be divisive later. I was pretty impressed with that first half, to be honest. Uh, 
same old problem perhaps was finishing. But generally, shape and domination. Bournemouth, I can't remember, they had a long range shot, which, you know, I'm not going to moan about yeah. them having long range shots really. Anyone can have them. Uh, I thought City were well on top and deserved the lead. Yeah, uh, I thought it was a tight game. Uh, I About 10 minutes in, I was looking at how Bournemouth, how high they were pressing us and, and how aggressively they were trying to win the ball up uh, in, in our half. Uh, and I thought if we play around them, we could get a hat full of goals here. Uh, and it never quite happened. And, and that's mainly credit to Bournemouth, who, who did it really well. Uh, I mean, I'll... We'll come back to the game of two halves thing. Um, I think some of the issues that we had in the second half were evident in the first half, which is primarily that Bournemouth were matching us stride for stride and man for man. And uh, the 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 job that John Stones did was incredible. Uh, but just in the first half, you know, had had uh, Erling Haaland put away the the right foot shot that he had quite early on, uh, the game could have been really quite different, I think. Um, but it felt nervy. And not, nervy is not wrong. It felt difficult all the way through. The first half felt like we were in a real game of Premier League football. Uh, and at no point did I think we have got this done and dusted. You know, mm. And then remember the, uh, the Burnley game a few weeks ago when after about 25 minutes we were 2-0 up. And actually, the game didn't pan out quite as, as straightforward as it looked it might. Uh, but at that stage, it was just, no, we have totally got this. We have, <laughs> we've got this game with a ribbon on it. And I never felt like that on Saturday at all. Um, I was kind of on my edge, edge of my seat all the way through. But as you say, um, I think we played quite well in, in what was a good you know, competitive game of football. Our shape was really good. Uh, we talked about the lineup and, and you know, the 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 personnel that was on, on mm. the pitch when we came out. When I first saw it, I had a horrible feeling that we were going to be seeing a, a midfield, basically, of Rodri Kovacic and, and Nunes with Phil pressed uh, wide left and, and Bernardo on the right. And I wasn't looking forward to that at all. Um, I, actually, as it happened, uh, Phil playing very much through the middle as number 10, uh, pretty much in the in the space that Alvarez had vacated, uh, worked really well. And as I'm sure we're going to talk about later, John Stones, the job that he mm. was doing all over the pitch was absolutely incredible. Um, and I really liked our uh, our back back four, back five, whatever you want to call it, our setup there, which I think is the first time that that was the same selection at the back that we had in Champions League final. Uh, and it's the first time we've seen that since I think with the the wide back three with. Akanji on the right and, and Aki on the left and, and Diaz in the middle um, with Johnny Stones doing his thing all over the place. Uh, and I thought that worked really well. Jeremy, actually, for the whole match, I thought that worked really mm. well. Uh, so tactically, all, you know, although the game was never easy, uh, I was quite happy with the way we were set up. It looked quite well balanced in a lot of ways. Uh, indiv you know, occasional individual performances <laughs> like, uh, are, are you know, rather incidental to that. Uh, so yeah, it was a it was a good competitive first half to a good competitive match. Uh, I but I, I'll agree. We we did deserve a one 0 lead at half time, uh, but it it never felt like an easy one to me. Thanks for listening to the first fifteen minutes of the show. To listen to the full podcast and all our contents, including reviews, previews, analysis, quizzes, and much more, go to ninety three twenty dot com to sign up now, or simply click the link in the description. 
So what are you waiting for? Go to 9320.com now for the best, most passionate, impartial coverage of Manchester City and beyond.